This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode number 65 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus, and I'm risen from the dead. <laughs> I know a lot of you was wondering in the past week where we've been gone, man, but if you've been paying attention to our Instagram posts and on Facebook, you guys would have realized, that, well, some of you would have realized that uh, our podcast equipment just decided to die on us. So uh, it's okay, though, because we got that sorted out. We figured it out. So now we're back. We're back on a, reg- on a regular schedule. So we're here now. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. For those of you who've been there since day one, you already know what the deal is, man. You already know what the deal. I'm happy to be back. You know, a lot of us been still grieving Kobe Bryant from time to time. I'm still having those days where, you know, I think back and, you know, have those sad moments. But we're pushing along. We're pushing through and we're making it. And I also want to thank those of you who've taken the time to text and call and, you know, show me the support doing this, you know, this time you know my hero passed away but like i said we're back on track you guys are wondering what is coming up for this episode well there's a lot been going on for the past week week and a half that we've been gone and uh the one of the things i want to focus on is what is the lakers current status right now after the trade deadline also i want to highlight some of the trades that were made and how they're going to impact the teams that made those trades and looking forward to after the all-star break who's going to make a push for the playoffs also want to go over damian lillard and his amazing amazing run that he's having right now currently i put him top three in my mvp voting not giving my reasons why and also we also want to talk about the major league baseball mookie Betts trade and of course the proposal that the major league baseball made for the upcoming 2022 season well not now it's going to be three years from now so I want to go over that and see what you guys think and what my thoughts are about the baseball having this idea where they have the top teams in the top spots for baseball pick their opponents in the wildcard game. And finally, one of the other things that I, of course, of course, I want to touch on is Kevin Durant once again making one of those so good and so right, but also eh, not the bad right comment that he made about his Oklahoma City Thunder teammates. Kevin Durant was speaking the truth, but it, uh, like my parents have always taught me, there's always a place and time where you make certain comments, and sometimes it's just better to not say anything. So, of course, this is one of those things I want to talk about as well, with the addition with a bunch of statistics that I found out this week that will blow your mind. So, of course, we're going to talk about all these things, so I hope you guys are you know, ready to tune back in, man. I'm happy to get back on this thing, and I'm really 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 excited to pass on this information to you guys so let's enjoy this episode so with no further ado guys let's just get right into it with what are you talking about bro huh what are you talking about man Alright, so what are we starting with with episode number 65? So, there's, out of all those things that we mentioned, I, I, I know all of us basketball fans that are excited about uh, the NBA trade deadline. It's always, it's always one of the most interesting times during the sports year 
Well, we find out with teammates and blockbuster trades, some steam stay put, and sometimes you wonder, my goodness, this is a head-scratching move. So I just want to quickly recap the trades that were made over the past NBA trade deadline. So I want to start with Memphis agreeing to trading Andre Godala to the uh, to the Miami Heat. You know, that was one of the biggest splashes that was made. And of course, when Andre was traded, he agreed to a two-year, $30 million extension first. So first of all, let me start by saying Andre Iguodala is the perfect con man. How is it that this man at this age is getting a two-year, $30 million contract? That's just as crazy, man. He's just, I can't knock it, man. He's just getting his money where the money's at, and he's just taking it. And, of course, we want I want to follow that up with uh, Jay Crowder also going to Miami as part of the Andre Godala deal. And, of course, by making that trade, Miami released Dion Waiters. And he was traded, well, actually not released. Correction. He was not traded. He was sent away to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. And then the second biggest splash of the NBA trade deadline is, of course, DeAndre Russell getting traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves and Andrew Wiggins going to Golden State Warriors. At the day of this recording, February 10, 2020, Andrew Wiggins already played his first game for the Golden State Warriors against the Los Angeles Lakers. He did pretty well that game, put up 24 points. Unfortunately, the Golden State Warriors lost to the Los Angeles Lakers. And DeAngelo Russell, as of this recording, he's playing tonight. And... Um, he uh, apparently, from what I've been seeing and the statistics that I look at, D'Angelo Russ has been doing pretty well um, in this last couple of stretches games with uh, Golden State. Uh, he's been averaging a career-high a career 23.9 points per game, shooting 43% from the field. Of course, Andrew Drummond was traded to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, personally, for me, that was kind of like a head-scratcher. What is Cleveland doing? Why do you need Andrew Drummond? You're not in a run for the playoffs. Are you building for the future? I... Uh, they didn't quite understand that maybe they're just moving on from kevin love in the offseason i'm not sure but i just didn't even bother looking at it i just didn't understand that trade but hey kudos for cleveland for me at least making something do for what's going on and of course the biggest of the biggest one that's going to lead up to the topic for this segment which is marcus morris new york knicks la clippers los angeles lakers Marcus Morris was traded to the Los Angeles Clippers while the Los Angeles Lakers were still in play to getting him. Why is this such a big important trade? Why was this such a big deal that Marcus Morris ended up going to the Clippers? The Lakers, like I said a few episodes ago, in my opinion, they need extra scoring. They need that extra man that can give them another option other than LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Marcus Morris is a dog. He's shooting 43% from the three-point line. He's averaging 18 points a game. That's what he was averaging for the New York Knicks. And the Los Angeles Clippers added that combo to the already dominating defensive roster. So now they're going to have an extra body to throw at anybody who has a superstar. But they made, that, they made this trade knowing that at some point down the line, they're going to face the Los Angeles Lakers. So right now, if you look down the roster, you have Paul George... Kawhi Leonard, Lou Windhoff, Montrezl Harrell, and now Marcus Morris. It was it, you already had, and Patrick Beverly. Look at that! I even forgot about him. Who can who can arguably you can say he's arguably the second best defender on the team, behind Kawhi Leonard. Like, or you can flip forward with Paul George, however you want to put it. But this is what the Los Angeles Clippers is dealing with. It was already hard enough driving to the basket. Los Angeles Clippers are ranked top three in the NBA in perimeter defense. Ranked top five in defense overall. 
and they and they're doing this with their entire squad not even playing an entire stretches of games together paul george has missed a lot of games Kawhi leonard has missed games not because of injury but you know how the deal is that load management foolishness that he has to deal with when paul george and Kawhi leonard play together their los angeles the clippers are 17 and 5 and they added that to the team but now i want to get to the point to my point that i want to make for this segment why is it that the lakers didn't make an effort to get marcus morris for all the people out there, everybody knows I'm a Laker fan, but I'm also objective and I try to look at things the way I see them going. The Los Angeles Lakers are good at beating up the bad teams. And it's clearly evident by their record. They have the best record in the NBA against teams above 500. I mean, I'm excuse me, against teams that are under 500. They're beating up on everybody. Everybody was talking about oh, how great the Lakers record was against teams over 500. But nobody was paying attention to the details. Like, when do you play those teams? Who were playing when you play those teams? The time of the year that they play those teams? Look, the record is what it is. The Lakers have the best record in the West. But if you look at the eye test, the Clippers are just clearly better than the Lakers. The Clippers play better like a team. The Clippers look like a well-oiled machine. The Lakers don't have the one thing the, the Clippers have. They have one person, any particular person can dominate on any particular light. For the Lakers, it's on the contrary. When LeBron James doesn't dominate, when Anthony Davis doesn't dominate, the Los Angeles Lakers struggle. It's pretty evident by the record they have against teams that matter they're going to win the playoffs. I feel like I'm beating the drum. This is something I've said time after time after time again on this podcast, on, on my Instagram feed. I've said this multiple times on my Facebook conversations. I've said this multiple times on Twitter account. I want to look up something that's quite interesting. Right now, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are averaging about the same points per game. The Los Angeles Lakers. I was trying to figure out, why is it that the Lakers are struggling so much against the teams that matter? So I went to look up the Los Angeles Lakers production in the fourth quarter. LeBron James is averaging 7.4 points a game in the fourth quarter. Anthony Davis is averaging 4.6 points per game. Anthony Davis is attempting 3 Point six field goal attempts in the fourth quarter to LeBron James's six field goals attempts in the fourth quarter. He's shooting 39.8% in the fourth quarter. But what's more staggering to me, how in the hell is Anthony Davis only getting five shot attempts in the fourth quarter? I'm going to let that sink in. Why is it that he's only getting five shot attempts in the fourth quarter why is lebron james at age 35 taking more shots than your 26 year old in his prime anthony davis why is this happening and that has been my problem with this los angeles Lakers team if we're going to rely heavily on lebron james if lebron james has to prove a point that he's the man that oh he's the he's not the wash king that he has to lead the league in assists score 25 points a game and dominate in the regular season then he has it all wrong then the lakers have it all wrong this is not why we brought Anthony Davis in. This is not why the Lakers have Anthony Davis here. Just for him to sit on the bench in the fourth quarter. I mentioned all those statistics. And the most staggering one to me is Anthony Davis is averaging 5.1 minutes a game in the fourth quarter. Why is Anthony Davis not even playing half a quarters? In the fourth quarter. And in the five minutes he plays, he gets one shot per minute? On a 24 second shot clock? Lakers. What are they doing? Those things concern me. I don't look at the 34 and 12 record. 
I don't look at that. That doesn't matter. The Golden State Warriors won 73 and 9 at one point and lost the NBA championship. Regular season records don't matter. It did just matter for seeding. But when you look at the game of basketball, there's something missing with this Lakers team. What what do they need? Kyle Kuzman's not consistent. Avery Bradley's not consistent. Danny Green's not consistent. The only consistent thing they have going is LeBron James and Anthony Davis. For those of you who want to claim that Shaq and Kobe did this with average players, no, 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 no. Shaq and Kobe never did this. Kobe with Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant knew his role very well. In the fourth quarter, he knew. Shaq and I need to dominate the basketball. He just wasn't relying on Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal was, just a, was not just li- relying on Kobe Bryant in the fourth quarter. They knew they need to take turns. And this is what the Lakers need to do. In order for the Los Angeles Lakers to dominate in the playoffs and to dominate and win the NBA championship, they need to make Anthony Davis the focal point of the offense in the fourth quarter. There's no one in the NBA that can stop this man one-on-one. Nobody who can keep up with Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter one-on-one. The Lakers are good enough that they can run their offense through him. LeBron James can rest himself in the fourth quarter. He doesn't always need to take over. And that's what's been one of my biggest gripes about LeBron James and his stand for all these years. Oh, LeBron James carries teams. Yes, because he's very ball dominant. Have you ever seen LeBron James play off ball? That is not his biggest strength. But that, that also doesn't mean that now at age 35, we got to feed him the rock and forget about the dominant force that we have down there, Anthony Davis. He's a walk. He's almost like a walking quadruple double. Quadruple double, rather. Why are the Lakers not using him? And I brought up all these points to make this point to say the Lakers 5-6 and six record against teams that matter, teams that are potential to win the NBA championship is quite concerning. And them not making a move at the trade deadline and more so letting Marcus Morris go to their nemesis on the other side, the Los Angeles Clippers, which I personally believe I still are still the front runners to win this NBA championship simply because they have the same offensive firepower as the Lakers do. And they're two times, three times better on defense than the Los Angeles Lakers are. So that's just something we ought to think about. Now, if I want to talk about the winners and the losers, of these NBA trade deadline, clearly based on my my rant here, my my small rant here, you guys can guys can already deduct the fact that I think the Lakers were big losers in this NBA trade deadline. The big winners were the Miami Heat. They looked like they were all going for it, bringing Andre Iguodala in, one great defensive stopper to put alongside Jimmy Butler. That was a great move for them. Miami was already dominating with without Andre and now they added another piece that can help them on the defensive end and then chip in on the offensive end another big winner is the Minnesota Timberwolves getting D'Angelo Russell he can defend he can pass he can shoot the three-pointer he can run the pick and roll and of course one of the biggest things he had he has chemistry on off the field with Carl Anthony Towns but on the field is still to be determined so let's find out what's going to happen with these two boys but I've, right now, man, I just think the Lakers the Lakers need to do something. If they have to go on a waiver spot and get somebody, we're talking about 
maybe they're potentially going to get Dion Waiters if that's what they have to do to improve that roster but that's what they need but with the current roster that the Los Angeles Lakers have right now like I mentioned before I don't think they're going to win that NBA championship fight me leave it in the comments quick advertisement what's up guys if you're looking for a great logo like the Statman Sports Podcast logo if you're looking for a podcast cover just like the podcast you can always go to 99designs.com that's the place you can find the best of the best creative designers and for a fixed price you get unlimited changes till you get the design that fulfill your needs that is 99designs.com we also have an affiliate link that we will post in the show note description that will get you the right design that you need 99designs.com forward slash Statman podcast. With no further ado, let's just get to the next segment. I'm confused, bro. That don't make any sense. I'm a little confused here, bud. Ah, we are back. Man, I really like that, uh, that cool advertisement. It's cool to hear yourself, you know, advertise something that... You know you've been working hard on so that's pretty cool so if you like the advertisement let me know you know in the on the website on the social media that that's pretty cool i like doing those things i like you know putting products out there like that i use so i you know i hope you guys enjoy that but let's move on to uh the segment of uh yeah i'm a, I'm a bit confused here this is, and the end for this episode this is what i'm confused about damian lillard why 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 is he not respected to the level that we respect LeBron, Kobe, MJ, Reggie Miller. Why, why isn't Damian Lillard getting that respect? If you missed basketball in this past weekend, which I have, but I actually saw the highlights later, how is it that Damian Lillard has been trashed for being irate over a goaltend that was clearly missed in that Utah Jazz game? And he was right. That, that basket cost him a basketball game. Damien had an amazing game. He put up a 30-plus game again. Then a night after day after that, he put up another 30-plus night. Damien Lillard is on a streak that we haven't seen in NBA history. Yes, not just the 30 points. This is something ridiculous that Damien Lillard has been doing. Over the past 10 games, Damien, Damien Lillard, the Dame Dollar, this is what he's averaging. These are his splits for the past 10 games. He's shooting 51.5% field goal overall. 51.3% from three-point range and 91.6 free throws. 91.6% free throws. That's what Damian Lillard is shooting right now. He's the first player in NBA history to average at least 40 points per game with a 50-50-90 shooting splits over a 10-game span. It's nothing else to be said. That's Hall of Fame type of numbers. Even Hall of Famers that are in the Hall of Fame right now. Well, that's redundant. <laughs> players that are Hall of Famers. Some of them haven't even put out those numbers, obviously, because Damien's the first one to ever do it. It was a thing back in the day when you when you were in the 50, 40, 90 club. Kevin Durant's one of those guys. Steve Nash was one of those guys. I haven't looked it up on the top of my head, but that those are the two guys that I remember having that honor. And Damien Little is doing something that hasn't been done in NBA history. Averaging 40 plus points, shooting 50% from the field, 50.3 point line, and 90% from free throws. So practically Damien's not missing at all. And he's not getting the respect at all from NBA officials, from his peers around the NBA. I remember when Dame came in the NBA and Kobe Bryant was like, yo, this dude is a real dude, man. I remember when Lakers went up to Portland and um, and Damian faced Kobe in his first game. And that was that was Damian's first remembrance 
of uh, Kobe Bryant. His first NBA game, he played against the Lakers and Kobe. Damian Lillard is a dog. Damian Lillard is a warrior. Damian Lillard is a fighter. If you haven't watched basketball, if you haven't ever watched basketball, if you want to know who Damian Lillard is, just turn on the Oklahoma City Thunder series from last year. 2018-2019 NBA playoffs. First round, turn it on. And you really see who the type of player Damian Lillard is. Damian is a guy, he's, he's, he's just as good off the field as he's on the field. People talk about him in high regard. And that's why it confuses me that Damian doesn't get the respect he deserves in the basketball court. Officials look at Damian Lillard as if, oh, he's just another regular player. No, he's not. He's the face of the NBA along with a few other players. Trey Young, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum. These are the guys that are going to, well, not so much so LeBron because he's the tail end of his career. But these are other upcoming guys. These are the guys that are going to represent the NBA in the next coming five to ten years. So Damian needs to get the respect he deserves. 50, 50, 90. That's a club he's the only one in. He deserves to get the respect from the league. He deserves to get the respect from his peers. And let me add on while I'm on this rant about this. These goaltending calls, man. I almost lost my mind. How is it that we have a replay system? In situ... Matter of fact, this, the reason why the replay system came into play was exactly for situations that Damian Lillard and his teammates lost his mind about. How is it possible that you cost the team the game because you refuse to go to the replay because you say, oh, clearly it was a, it was obviously not a goaltend. How can it be obvious? If it was obvious, then Damian and his teammates won't react the way they did. Damien, and first of all, Damien Lillard does not go off like that. So the fact that he went off like that should give these referees and the, and, and the NBA Association a reason to think, wait a minute, we should be going to replay to look back at this. Again, a guy that's going 50, 50, 90, doesn't get the respect from the NBA. And then to top things off, these fools go on Twitter and talk about, oh, well, we came out with a statement that, uh, I'm sorry, we, after, after further review, which happens to be late after the game was way over, which you can do nothing about. You came to say, oh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, we made a mistake. Yeah. The referees in the, in, the, in the NFC Championship game made a mistake too, and they admitted that they made a mistake after the fact. Wait, what? You're going to make the Saints go back to the Super Bowl then? No. The NBA better hope Portland doesn't miss the playoffs by a half a game or a game. Because we all gonna look back at that one game where you refuse to go to the replay and look at that uh, at that uh, replay, and that leads me to segue into something else that we need to be replaying as well. Major League Baseball today, today at the recording, February 10th, they announced that they're looking into some radical changes for the 2022 MLB playoffs. You know what they're trying to do? Just to summarize it for you, and I'll leave a link. I'll leave a link to the to the article that I read in the show notes so you can go back and look at details of it but in summary they want to expand the playoff for each for each conference five to seven teams and the best team the best team with the best record can choose the opponent in the playoffs look in hindsight 
that sounds great and everything. I, I, I understand MLB want to make a change, but I'm going to lean on the side of caution here. I'm going to lean to my side where I like things the way they are at the moment. But I preface with this though and say, I've always complained about Major League having so many teams having a season that long and only so many teams make the playoffs. I was never a proponent of that. If you have a league that big and you play that many games, I think you should have more games, more teams and more games in the playoffs. I do like the idea of the one playoff game where you go end up playing in the wild card. I actually love that. But the fact that you're having the best team with the best record pick their opponent, no, I don't know about that. That's This is not a video game. This is not your rec league. I, I don't really know about that. Like These guys make millions of dollars to play a long season and they earn their way into the playoff. I don't think the team would be just because you have the best record means you have to pick your opponent. There's a reason why there's been a lot of upsets in MLB history because if you don't come correct, you're going to lose to any team, regardless of record. But on the other flip side, on the flip side of this, I can also think the team with the best record, they're going to pick an opponent and most likely they're going to pick the opponent they think is easier for them. And you know how I see this? This is bulletin material. Bulletin board material for the team that's picked by the best team with the best record. Because they're going to think, oh, these dudes don't think we're good enough. They, they think we're not in the same league as them. You gotta, We guys got to remember. These players have wives and kids. They get played millions of dollars too. They might have a bad season. They probably squeaked in the playoffs. But they're still major league baseball players. So they're going to feel some type of way. So if you look at that from that side, you can say, oh, this this probably could create a great atmosphere for that playoff series but on the surface i don't think that looks right nah man you you play too many games to have some the team with the best record just pick who they want to play nah man there's a reason why you play for a record because those with the best record are deserving to make the playoffs and while we're at it i honestly think we need to get away from this whole whoever wins the division makes it into the playoffs and that should count for the nfl as well we, it should just be simple man let's just keep it simple if you have one of the top eight records then you should just make it into the playoffs because it's absolutely ridiculous to me if you guys remember if i tune if i make the comparison for a couple years ago in the nfl i believe it was 2011 2012 when marshawn lynch had that ridiculous run against the new orleans saints the rolling saints had a running record and the seattle seahawks did it they won the division if I'm correct, yes, they won the division and the Saints had to go to their house to play, even though the Saints had a way better record than they did. No, 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 no. I, I, I never agree with that. And I think we should get rid of that in baseball as well. Yes, winning a division to be an incentive. That should be great. It should go on your record. But I think your win-loss record, those columns need to determine who makes it into the playoffs and your playoff seating. And I think that's just how it should go. But in the end, the idea is great on the surface. You want to expand the playoffs. You want to make it interesting. But I think the Major League Baseball need to give it some more time to rethink about this and make sure we they make the correct way to do this playoffs. Because as of right now, the way it is, is perfect. And we don't need any radical changes that's going to confuse us a bit more than how Major League Baseball is already confusing us. Ah, we've come to the end of another episode. That was episode number 65 of the Statman Sports Podcast. 
Like I said in the beginning, man, I was so happy to be back. I'm glad our equipment's are fixed, everything's back to normal. We can go back to rolling, sharing those statistics, analytics, going over the things that matter in the world of sports. Man, but before I let you guys go, you already know what the deal is, man. If you already haven't hit that subscribe button from the beginning, you can hit that right now. That will help me greatly. Of course, that will help you as well because you get a new episode every week. And uh, that will also, you know, grow our audience and help us, you know, achieve our goals that we want to reach in the coming years for this podcast. Of course, also, guys, if you want to support the podcast by buying any type of merchandise online, you can go to store.statmanpodcast.com. If you care about reading about the podcast, you can go to the website, statmanpodcast.com, where you get all the show notes for all the for this episode for all the previous episodes and you can also go back and you know read all the details and statistics if you're actually interested into reading all that and um before i let you guys go as well uh, i want to give a shout out to game on game on is uh a new group a new sports group that interviews local people on the island of curacao if you guys know me i grew up in curacao i lived here for more, many 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 years and um, I have longtime friends from there as well. And one of my good friends, like I consider my brother, he's starting up this great show called Game On. You can visit their page on Game On on, on Facebook. And um, if you want more information about it, you can just yeah, just DM me, find me on social media, and uh, we can talk about it. And I can direct you to to the link. But I'll also leave their their uh, information in the show notes as well, so you guys can go visit them and support them as well. It's a great cause for athletes down on the island, and um, it's, it's going to be a big thing. I can already see it, and I also recorded one of their first episodes there as well, so that will also be available, and I'll leave a link to that as well in the notes. So with no further ado, guys, man, hey, let's just do the stand. Let's keep it rolling. But for right now, Statman signing out, baby. Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.